Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Cosmic Coffee Shop. I am Dakota Benfield. And I'm Georgia Rickard. We, we rehearsed how to say our names like several times, yeah, and did. this was not our first attempt. No, no, it was like our third. Yeah. Uh, we kept, <laughs> I kept talking over, I was... Oh, man, it was bad. It was a mess. Uh, so today our show is a little bit uh, different. So, Cody, what are, what are you doing this week? You're uh, Well, this week I am in quarantine uh, for a film that I'm shooting mm-hmm. starting Sunday. And so for this quarantine, I can only see people who are in the show or on the crew for the show. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have to be either outside or wearing masks if yeah. I even am around you because mm-hmm. so, you're infected y- yeah, clearly. Clearly, I, I am the playground. <laughs> yeah. um, but for today, we decided that we were going to try recording outside. Um, forgive any background noise. It's going to be there. I live in a crowded college neighborhood. Yeah. Um, if you hear any yelling, live in the ambiance of the fraternity <laughs> city. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but but for real, um, we, for everybody's safety, we chose not to have a guest this week. So today's uh, episode is going to be a little bit different. We decided we're just going to sit down and uh, do some art and talk about what we enjoy and our passions. Um, so if you're, you know, sitting at home, maybe do something you love. Play some music. Write a poem. Cook write a, a poem. Cook a pasta. Cook a pasta. What do people do? What, uh, play with things. a dog. Uh, the, uh, video games. Go look for a Sasquatch in the woods. Oh, that's a good one. Any what, of those you gotta find do. them Sasquatches. <laughs> uh, but uh, since our, our podcast has, has always been pretty casual um, in our five episodes, um, <laughs> are always. Uh, Clearly, we're, we're very, very casual. <laughs> we wanted to keep moving with. Uh, kind of what we're experiencing right now, which is uh, being college students in a pandemic and trying to create art that we're proud of and the safest way to do that, even when things are crazy. So on that note, Cody, what did you learn this week? Well, uh, you know, Georgia, I had a whole nother thing, but honestly, what you taught me changed my world so much just, more. What, what he just learned just now. So I uh, went out to Walmart this week and I bought these oil pastels. They're basically crayons and it's the best thing they ever. Are. And I've been coloring with them. Um, apparently doing it horribly wrong because I found out today that you are supposed to blend oil pastels mm-hmm. or just oil paints of any kind. And you're supposed to just kind of, you can take a Q-tip or uh, an oil blending <laughs> they're like these little like they almost look like pencils they're like rolled up paper yeah um, and you can use them to blend graphite or charcoal or whatever or just be lazy and dumb like me and use your finger because it's more fun it's very satisfying it, you get messy it really fingers is. it's very nice i i had one that i was already working on and like just blending it together has already just made it 10 times better and so i'm very excited for this new yeah. information <laughs> because now i can actually do it well yeah, I, I love, I, I started doing like some chalk pastels this week, which is something I haven't, I've been trying to like challenge myself with art and get out of the realm of, I'm going to sit down and do like this really challenging portraiture that'll take me 20 hours or whatever that I end up not being happy with. Um, and so I started doing these like little abstract things and I put all these shapes together and then I just put a face on it somewhere. Um, and they, they're bringing me a lot of joy and that's my journey of getting sparkly chalk dust all over my blankets. I mean, if it you know? You know, makes you feel any better, they're not only just bringing you joy, but they're bringing me joy as well because they're really 
fucking good. We'll post our art from today on, on the Instagram because we've, we've both been trying to do more painting and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know what else yeah. I need to post on the Instagram? I, I know this is late, and for any of you who have been listening along with us, uh, it's going to be really late, and I'll have already done it by then, but I need mm-hmm. to post the fucking Carnotaurus. Yeah, that, that dinosaur. I, I know that there are people who are sitting up at night right now thinking, so many, why? So many. Why hasn't Dakota Binfield <sighs> posted the picture of that dinosaur? They're just like, Cosmic Coffee Shop is what I live for. And they're it feels really like letting they are, me down. They're letting me down, and it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I... <laughs> Oops, I got tired today. Oops, I'm a sleepy. Yeah, it's definitely been a a big week for us. um, For sure. Just in a lot of different ways. Um, But but this week I learned um, how to make a fake piano. Whoa. Um, So I work work as a carpentry assistant in our scene shop at Western building stuff for shows. And obviously since we're in the pandemic, we don't have any shows. So we've just been like (laughs) cleaning out rooms and finding stuff in there to fix. Damn. Um, And we found this 1947 piano. Um... And pianos are really heavy. If you haven't tried to pick one up lately, they're full of metal. Really? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember they, them being so much lighter. They weigh a pound or two. Yeah. Uh, not really a pocket contraption of piano. And so... Um, that's, that's the million dollar idea yeah. right there. Oh, that does exist. they like like car- carryable pianos? pianos. Oh, well, never mind then. Fuck. I guess, yeah. I guess I'll be broke. I mean, like, if you if you could have one in your pocket that you could, like, hit a button on and it becomes a grand piano, mm. now that would be See, that's the million-dollar Easy. Invention. That's all you got to make. Yeah. But anyway, they're, they're super heavy, and so we were like, let's make it less heavy and take out all this broken metal stuff because it wasn't a functioning piano anyway. Um, and we took it all out, and um, my friend Max had the wonderful idea that we should replace the keys with, like, like workable wood keys that made no sound. Um and so we spent the last three weeks building a replica of a real piano that makes no sound at all and weighs about 300 pounds less Whoa. than a usual piano that oh, can wow. be moved to be put on stage for shows, um, any show that we have in the future. Yeah. Um, which was, like, very difficult. I didn't know how to do a lot of the stuff that we did, um, but I learned a ton. I learned, yeah. like, um, like how to get a piano and how to mimic things that are working and, like, what you can not use when you're recreating something like what you can let go of uh, and we had a lot of fun it was a really cool project and i'm very pleased with the with the final product i was that's really proud awesome. of it yeah, yeah that's exciting i didn't even like know about that that's incredible yeah honestly. it's been a cool project it's there's sometimes when i was just like this is needlessly tedious and i don't care <laughs> and then i was like mm, actually i do kind of care and this will be really cool to look at when it's finished and it is because i look at it and i go ah it looks real and it's so fake <laughs> And I'm proud of that. Oof, I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh man. Um, but but yeah, it's like it's been a encouragement to me to challenge myself more with projects like that. I I just realized while talking to my boss today that I've been working as a carpentry assistant for two years, Whoa. and I still frequently am like. I don't know how to do anything. And I'm like, wait a second. I totally yes, do. do. I've accrued so much knowledge while working on this job. And now I can do a ton of stuff that a year ago or two years ago, I would have had no idea how to go about. Um, oh, yeah. You're so, a professional. I'm a seven twenty-five an hour professional. And that's know? professional enough. That's more professional than me, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, fair, fair. Um, I do know how to use at least two or seven power tools. Um, two or seven? I think I'm. A, I think I'm like legally trained on like fourteen, but there's like twenty that we have to like. But we're supposed to know. Um, <laughs> and that you just haven't touched. We just don't use them. You can, like, how often are you like? I need to learn how to use a metal grinder for into the woods. Like, you Fair just enough. don't use yeah. them. Um, Unless you want to make them them trees, the metal trees. Making those metal trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's that's pretty much all I've done this week. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, so here we go into our most informal episode yet. Uh, whoop, whoop. Grab your paintbrushes or your 
writing or whatever brings you joy and uh, join us in the coffee shop for a chill night. And we are back. Good day. And ready to color. What do you think I should do in this spot right here? I think it should be a sunset. Well, I got a sunset right two here. Two suns. It's Mars. Uh, do, does Mars have two suns? Anybody? Let me know. That's a for <laughs> sure no, because Mars is in our solar system. I, I, here, folks, <laughs> what I was thinking of was moons. Oh, you want a moon set. Okay. I wasn't thinking of suns. Do, um, you, do you think I should do another mountain range, though, or should it be just space because i'm thinking maybe space maybe space maybe space because space. i can make some cool patterns if, I, if like, you're feeling space do space. Feeling space that's advice for every relationship you'll ever have oh if you're am- feeling space amen howdy kids. not that i would know <laughs> <laughs> um so we wanted to talk today okay i had this amazing interaction with my boss this week where we were talking about like what art looks like right now and and pretty much everybody that I interact with on a daily basis is a creator of some form um, because I'm in an artistic community and I was talking with my boss um, and he was like I don't understand why people aren't telling their story right now I mean here we are we're all artists and and we have all these storytellers and and nobody's really telling their story um, or like what this experience is like for them and I was like wow I have you know a very small platform but a platform nonetheless where I enjoy talking about the things that we don't always feel inclined to talk about yeah and I was like let's talk about art let's talk about what art feels for us why we're still trying to be artists uh experiencing art in a world that is like "Mm, that doesn't matter (laughs) we don't have time for art right now Um, we got corona (laughs) yeah but I I wanted to ask you Cody like what does it feel like for you to be an artist um, oh boy, oh boy. So sometimes, not gonna lie, absolutely terrifying. Um, cause like sometimes I sit there and, you know, worry about the future too much, but that's only because of the world we live in mm. and the way they put so much emphasis on you have to have a steady job, you have to have money, you have to do all of this. But despite all of that, I do it anyway because I love it so much. Being able to create in any capacity it brings me so much joy i feel like i feel like it's what makes life worth living well i can sit there i mean even if it's something as dumb as this little oil painting i've got going on here it's something that i can make put out there in the world for other people other parts of this universe to see and i think that's amazing and honestly the thing that i'm most proud of with my quote unquote art right now is this podcast because I feel like, I don't know, we're getting our voices out there. We're getting our opinions out there. And it's something that people like listening to. That's incredible to me. Mm. What about you? What, what makes this worth it? What makes it worth it is so different from, like, what it is to me. Right. I think what makes it worth it is, like, it's non-negotiable. Like, my life without art is not going to exist. Like, I, I've, I've never had a portion of my life that didn't involve art in some way. Yeah. I started painting when I could pick things up. There's, like, a picture of me. I'm going to see if I, can, if I can get my mom to find it. There's a picture of me holding these, like, like onions. Um, but they have what? paintbrushes at the end. And there are these oh. paintbrushes for little kids yeah. that my mom had. And she got them for me thinking I would use them, like, a year and a half or so later. And I picked them up when I was really little and started painting immediately. Because I loved it. Like, I love color so much. Like, I, lo- I love... I've, seeing anything that's like bright and vibrant yeah um and so art in that capacity like a personal capacity is always going to exist for me 
art in a public setting, it's negotiable. Like, I thought when COVID happened, I would be like, I don't get to perform. My world is over. I've lost everything. And I didn't have that experience at all. I had all of these friends that were like, I'm experiencing genuine grief over not getting to perform. And I didn't feel that. And I realized that I was like, oh, wow, okay. First of all, I need to take a step back from performing in general. And I did. And I kind of like reevaluated it. And I realized that performing so that someone can see me perform means very little to me. Yeah. Performing so that someone can see the story that needs to be told means a lot to me. Mm. Um, Absolutely. So that's what I'm like aiming towards. Like I love choreography and and getting to create things that I'm like, this is a story that I think matters or like writing music. I've written about 20 songs in the last year about my personal experience, like my mental health struggles about, uh, you know, just kind of growing up and Mm -hmm. learning more about yourself and what can be difficult. And I've written so many songs about that experience and now I'm working to like produce them and release them because like, I I think those are stories that that I want to share with people and that matters more to me than like, Oh look, I'm tap dancing. Right. Here I am. That's the thing. It's not the fame that was like, fame fame is not, well, okay, that's a lie. That's a big lie. When I was a kid, like fame was everything to me. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on Broadway. People are going to know who I am. And like, that's it. And that's the dream. It's been a long road from there for sure. Because now it's like, sure, you know, who wouldn't want to be known? But like, that's not what it's about anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about like the message that we're getting out there. Being known to a degree does feel so trivial especially when you feel like you don't really know yourself yeah oh um, my god for sure yeah I, I feel like so much of of what my life it, in, in its involvement with art was like how successful can I be and I had right. no image of like what success was going to do for me at all it didn't really matter matter that much to me yeah in a real way because I was just like I'm going to be I'm going to be successful I'm like what is that what is success what um, defines success for you for me now for you now yeah um Success for me now is anything that can create joy for myself or someone else. Yeah. Um, create, yeah, create, create joy for myself or someone else. In an artistic sense, um, in a real life sense, I think that success is also something that can further life or our thought process as mm-hmm. the human race. With my second major with, of philosophy and religion, I'm looking at doing a thesis about um, indigenous cultures and looking at it through the lens of dance, which is something that we have all experienced, um, right. kind of what from whatever culture we're from. Um, and I was talking to like some of my professors about it, and they were like, this is a really good idea. And I hadn't realized that the reason it was a good idea was because it connects a lot of people, and a lot of people will look at that and go, oh, yeah, this makes me more compassionate to something I hadn't thought about before. This makes me want to learn the history of something that I yeah. might not have wanted to learn the history of. And I think that furthers our thinking, and to me that would be something that could make me feel successful if it went well. Yeah, I th- and I yeah. think it will. I mean, I know you and your work ethic, it's like, it's just going to happen, <laughs> which I think is I think is incredible. It's something that I, I absolutely that. respect about you. Thank you. And <laughs> let's be honest, it's a huge reason this podcast even happened. Like, <laughs> I came to you with the idea, the general, what I wanted for it. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. And I was like, bet. And then... I did first accost you in a parking lot. Yes. So. No, no, a, yeah. I, I bullied Cody into letting me be the co-host, um, and that's the truth. That is the truth. It is the truth, but I'm so glad you did. Uh, you're the only person that's ever bullied me that I'm, like, glad that you bullied me. I'm a productive bully. That's We're right. bullying towards, with a means to an end. Um, d- don't bully anybody, please. Don't that's, bully. I'm just goofing. Um, yeah, and, like, again, her 
Her bullying was a welcome and accepted bullying. <laughs> don't just bully people. Some bullying is needed. Wow, uh, don't, this is... Please don't take that out of context. That just went just yeah. south. Don't... Um, it, <laughs> they won't. They get it. They'll have listened to this all all the way through, right? You listen to this all right, the way right through, guys, don't right guys? you? You listen to every episode, right? Anyway. Um, um, <laughs> so about... Look at this mess. Look at this mess that I've made. It's beautiful. It's, and I want to talk about it. Okay. Cody's painting this beautiful mountain scene. Um, I, it's not. This part's not even supposed to be a mountain scene. This here. Uh-huh. So all of this is kind of separate. Uh, the idea came from um, my therapist and I were talking about doing a personality board just like all the things that make up you and I started out uh trying to like separate things into different scenes but then these two just kind of came together Mm -hmm. this I don't know exactly what it is but I want to make it now some like weird nuclear cosmos of some kind oh yeah Uh, just because yeah that's how my head feels a lot of the time a Um, nuclear cosmos a nuclear cosmos indeed um can I use some of your oil pastels yeah, I was gonna go like mouth that to Cody, and then I was like, "Wait, we're already talking about our art." Why? Yeah, um, like, no, this is for the people to hear. I love like seeing where your art like stems from. Yeah. Um, something I've I've been really curious about lately. Yeah. Is just color in general. Um, so I have a sensory processing disorder, and sometimes that's really irritating because all noise is genuinely too loud, and sometimes <laughs> lights are just like, "Hey, no thanks," um, and that like it, it can impact my life a lot, but. One benefit that, I, that I've started to theorize is that I think I see color differently than a lot of other people. And I was showing yeah. Cody how a bunch of my art pieces all match mm-hmm. because I'm so drawn to certain colors. I was curious, how, how does color feel to you? What, what do you see when you look at color? Whoa, whoa. Okay, hang on. How, <laughs> I see the color. Um, yeah, but like, like, does it have a feeling associated with it? Is there one. a reason you have yeah. favorite colors? Okay, is I got what you're saying, yeah. Bright or dull or like, how does it impact your life? So much. I, okay, I attribute blue as the color with me the most. I feel like I connect with it the most. Uh, and then it, purple as well. Uh-huh. Um, I love those colors. But I do get a certain like feeling from each one. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I don't think it's going to be the same way that you do. Yeah. I think, I think you definitely have a very certain, like, you, you attribute a mood or an emotion to each one. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can do that. And based on what I'm, it depends on what the rest of the piece looks like. Because sometimes purple could be something very good. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it could be pretty dark. Yeah. So it, it can really change. It, for me, it's all about the context of the painting rather than the colors themselves. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Because I, I, I paint stuff with no plan. Mm-hmm. With no agenda. I'm just like, aha, colors are pretty. And then I'm like, oh, it's a lady. Oh, uh, this true. happens frequently. But I love to, I love to paint. And I've been, I've been talking a lot recently about um, how I, I don't understand why I don't paint more. Yeah. It's something that brings me some of the most joy in the world. And I just don't do it a lot. I don't know why. You know what I find for me? Like, I have only just recently really gotten into painting. Yeah. But it, it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just don't have time. Like, that's what I've found the most anyway, is that like, I get busy, but I do yeah. love it. And like, I need to do it more because I'm not fantastic at it yet, but I am, I can see my progress. I can see myself getting better with it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to continue. It just is hard finding free time. I mean, I mean, hell, it's hard finding free time to do this. It is. So to even sit there and think of not doing my work, instead sitting down and being able to paint, it's like, 
I just just don't find I have time for that. Why do we find time for art at all? Ooh. Oh. I think it's necessary for us as humans. Yeah. In some in some capacity. I mean, I know people who don't paint, they don't love art or anything, mm-hmm. and yet they still listen to music or they read books or anything. And and I think we definitely need art. Yeah. To function. I mean, sure we need well, I don't know how much we really need a full-on society, but whatever. But <laughs> and, and we need people with the nine-to-five jobs, and we need to make the, you know, the world function. Do the things and the things happen. And- yeah, but without art, it none of that's worth doing. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. I love that scene from um, Dead Poet Society. Yes. Uh, where he like, uh, God, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's been so a minute. For, forgive my poor use of quotes. Um, but there's, there's a scene where he's talking about, uh, it's the Robin, Robin Williams character talking about, um, why it's, it's necessary that we have people in medicine and engineering and, um, all of these very logical careers because they help us sustain life. But art and literature and drama are the things that we end up staying alive for. And I do find that fascinating. I think there's an element of art in everything that we do and everything that we kind of need. And I find that just completely true, you know? Yeah. I... Like, why else? Why not? I mean, yes, people and, like, family. But what would you be doing? What would you be enjoying without that? Mm. There are things to enjoy in life other than art, the beauty of nature. But really, without art, I don't see as much of a point, personally. Mm. Like, my career, the things I want to do, it wouldn't be here. I think without art, I would die, genuinely. Wow. Luckily, uh, art is, first of all, subjective and can be created at any point. So I don't have too much worry about that. But I just, I don't know how people live without it. So then I present you with my next big boy question. What is art? Ha ha! The, the, The classic question that nobody really can answer because art's completely subjective. That's all. I mean, to me, art can be anything art can be this podcast art can be music and Mm -hmm. and paintings and it doesn't have to just be like visual art you know it could be a book it could be a poem it could be really anything Mm -hmm. to me art is something that requires creativity Uh and brings joy so like my friend tess is a mathematician and she finds genuine joy in art in uh in math and will like creatively create equations and creatively solve equations. And when I watch her do that or talk about mathematics, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I understand nothing about math and I don't even enjoy math, art. I see her enjoying art. Yeah. And I feel the same way about like, like when I look at like a painting, to me that's art, that's art. And it's, it's, we've called it art. But if it requires creativity and, and it brings you joy, I think that that is art. I, I totally agree with that. I think math is absolutely art mm-hmm. to some people. Yeah. That's a good definition, honestly. You're right. If you can create it, it has creativity and it brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't that be art? Who's to say it's fucking not? Not me. Yeah. We get so picky about like like modern art. Right. Is the one oh, that always God. makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And like it, it, to me, if I look at it and I learn that it doesn't take any creativity and it also doesn't bring anybody joy, I'm going to be like eh meh. Yeah, what's the Is point? it art? You just I went to the Modern Art Museum in like high school. Uh-huh. And someone had put like a blue square on a wall. Oh, yeah. And, and it sold like, for, like, two million bucks. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm like, where was the creativity in that? And, like, I get it, kind of. Or mm-hmm. did you just put a blue square on a wall? 
like yeah. a tiny blue square. It wasn't even like when a is painting. simplicity when is simplicity applicable? There was oh. one uh, art thing I saw. Art thing, God, mm. I'm a fool. <laughs> just, a, just an art thing. No, an art display that I saw that was just a banana taped to a wall. Love it. That uh, brings me joy. And honestly, yeah, I was like, that's damn, that's fucking art, isn't it? Yeah. God. There's a guy on Instagram. He's simply my favorite, um, and he does like performance art where he just like destroys things in really creative ways oh, like he'll like take cool. knife tape knives to his body and then fall into a bunch of balloons or like Whoa. make a ladder of spaghetti and then dive through it so all the pieces of spaghetti break um he gets so much crap on the internet to me brings me immense joy i love love watching those videos yeah. and they're some of the most creative things ever i would never ever think to do that and it fascinates me. It really does. Like, why are we so critical of art? Um, it may not bring everyone joy, but like, the whole concept of like, of like fine art versus like high art versus low art is oh, ridiculous God. to me. Yeah, I don't it, get it. It's snobby and annoying. I just started painting, and I've already had people be like, "Whoa, I wish I could paint," and I'm like, <laughs> you, I, can. "You can. I can't. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's really." There's that's no requirements. What, there's no requirements. It can all be fucking beautiful, and mm -hmm. that's what I love about it. Just make stuff. Just make cool stuff. If you want. Just cause. Yeah. If you want to make stuff, do it. There's no reason not to. What does it What does it feel like for you when you perform on stage? Oh, man. I haven't performed on stage in so long. Yeah. That sucks. That actually does make me kind of sad, because mm -hmm. I love it. I There's not a feeling like it. If performing live, mm -hmm. like, there's a rush... There's an audience out there waiting, and you have got to, like, pull off this show that you've put so much time, effort, and love into. Mm. And, like, it hits all the marks for me. Yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie for sure. I go 90 and a 50 just to feel something, and it's, it's Please a don't lot. speed. Don't speed. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying it's smart, but I do it all the time. Just, like, we got to disclaim it, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. But, man, I... It gives me that rush, but yeah. it also just brings me so much joy to know that so many people can sit there and watch this, and yeah. they're getting joy from it. They're yes. getting joy from watching a show, and it's like, this is something we can all create together. Yeah. It wouldn't be there without the audience, and it wouldn't be there without us, you know? Yeah. What about you? Like, what, what does performing feel like for you? Man, again, it's, I think it's been about, about a calendar year since we've um, been on stage. Yeah. To me, I have unbridled fun. Um, the, I love the structure of being on stage. I find that when I'm out in the world, I have a ton of social anxiety. I have a ton of anxiety that the space that I'm in is going to become too loud or too bright, or I'm going to have sensory overload. Or I'm going to not know how to handle a situation. I'm not going to understand the social situation. I'm just going to fall apart in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I also feel like I'm like too abrasive for, for a lot of situations I find myself in. And so I feel out of place almost oh. all the time but when you're on stage everything that's supposed to happen is scripted you know exactly where you're going you know exactly what you're going to do and i have the most fun i feel like i can have in life yeah. um i there's one there's one um addendum is that the right word addendum i you know what it works yeah. for me there's there's one like like um thing beyond that that, that i do have more fun with but um and we're gonna get to that we are sure. we're gonna circle back to it um but it's, it's one of the most like fun experiences that I have because I just feel so unworried. I'm not worrying about, yeah. I don't have stage fright because I have stage fright for life. Um, <laughs> and this is a time when I don't have to. And yes. it feels really amazing. That's um, beautiful. And then also dance is just, 
the most fun way to exercise. Yeah. Like, exercising gives you endorphins. We know this because we all have seen Legally Blonde um, and maybe taken a biology class. Have we, have we all? Do you think everyone out if there? If you has? haven't seen Legally Blonde. Go check it out. Please go watch it. Yeah. I enjoy it greatly. Nice. I don't like a lot of chick flicks, but that is one that I am a diehard fan of. But um, exercising gives you endorphins, and it, it makes you happy. But exercising for me has a really different connotation because it's been something that doesn't make me happy and has, in right. fact, made me really, really sad in my life. And dance doesn't feel like that. Dance is like you're going to get all of this this rush of adrenaline in your body, and you're going to feel amazing, and you feel like a superhero, and you're flying through the air. And you're not thinking about what do you look like while you do it. You're not wondering how is somebody perceiving me you're just doing it or at least that's how it is for me i'm just existing Mm. i don't really care that anybody's watching me because i know where i go next their opinions don't affect my next step right i decided that three weeks ago when i learned the dance that's oh that's Mm. beautiful you know i i get that feeling when i go out for a drive by myself and i can just Mm -hmm. go out and drive and like I can look around, I see other cars, I see other people, but like none of that affects me. I sit there and mm-hmm. blast my music so fucking loud. Being and alone like, does have the same reduction of anxiety for me, for sure. Yeah, because it's, it's just my time. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want. I answer to no one. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think performing has just been like a haven for me for a lot of my life. Yeah. And I, same. I started Absolutely. performing so young. Um, when, when did you start? I was four. Um, wow. Yeah. Whoa, you were younger <laughs> than me. Yeah, I was I was four, and I, I did about, like, three to six shows a year until I graduated high school from yeah. then on. I, I never stopped. I had one moment when I was 12 where my mom asked me if I wanted to quit theater, and I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. And then I ended up becoming, like, really serious about it. And I was like, okay, now I have to do it professionally. Um, ta-da. <laughs> now, now it's my life. Yeah, now it's everything that I am. And it became my personality. Like, oh, I didn't same. know who I was without it. Whoa. Yeah, me too. Honestly, oh, this is going to sound so dumb. Like, this year really put my life into perspective a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like, shit, what am I without performance? Am I even still a person? Like, like who am I without that? And this podcast and friends that I've become closer with the people around me have all helped me really find yeah. who I am. And I can confidently say I, like, know the person I am now, at least mm-hmm. to a greater extent. Yeah. And I feel so much more secure in that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. Like, like dance has been who I am and what I do for a long time. Last year, I, I got pretty sick and realized, like, mm, maybe dance is not going to be there for me all the time because my body can't support it. And so I stopped dancing for the entire summer it was the longest I'd ever gone without dancing. And I went into a dance studio when I finally got cleared to like start exercising again. And I tried to do a leap that I've always been able to do. I literally couldn't get my body off of the ground. I just had lost most of my strength. And I was like, oh my God, I can't dance. It was like the first time in my life when I had said, I can't dance. And it was a true thing and not a self-deprecating thing. I just couldn't move my body. And I was like, oh my God, I need to be more than that. I need to be more than my ability to jump off the ground. Um, yeah. Because there are so many factors in life that can take that like identifying thing away from you, that your life needs to feel like more than that. And so, I started like finding other things that I am and other things that I love. So I found like how much I love songwriting, how much I love painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a garden. How much I love my my very struggling garden. Um, <laughs> God, this year we just became artists rather than so. just like people who do art. People yeah. who do musical theater. We yeah. became real artists and I feel like we can sit there and put that shit out there now yeah it's and really I'm proud nice. of it 
I, I'm so proud of it. I, I think it's easy wherever you are in life to let what you do become who you are. Mm-hmm. And that is, it is hard to, to feel that way. And like, also like, I couldn't tell you how to fix it, how to get out of there. Um, that nope. sucked. I did, like I did it. I did not enjoy the experience. I don't even whatsoever. know how. You know, like yeah. I don't even know how to get out of that. But you just do, I guess. I. You that's kind not even of. Advice. You kind of. When you realize what is at stake for you, mm-hmm. what matters for you, and however whatever form that comes in, you will figure out what needs to happen for your life next. And if yeah. we continuously go into life and we go, mm, I don't really want to deal with the next step. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. I'm just going to do this thing that I'm good at. Right. We get, we get stuck. We and get, I, I did. Yeah. We don't grow any. I, I started dancing when I was 14. I realized that I was passably good at it. I became visibly good at it. And then I didn't try anything else. I didn't really fight for anything else. The first new thing I tried was when I started working at the scene shop as, as a, um, as a carpenter and now look at you a pro (laughs) and now i'm professional um but but yeah it was i it was scary because i didn't always have the right answer right and that sucks sometimes being like oh no i don't have any god answers for this problem and i want to because because for the past you know four or five six years of my life i've had answers to every question that i was going to get faced with yeah. And even if that answer was like, oh, I'll work a little bit harder and get better at this thing I already know. Mm-hmm. But to know something for the first time, to, to learn something for the first time, and then be asked to get good at it, especially as an adult, is oh, yeah. not particularly easy. Hey, you know what? It didn't... It's, it's all right. It's not bad. Dakota likes his artwork. I like my artwork. Look at that. Mine's a, a quarter of a face. Holy shit! I don't like my artwork anymore. That's so fucking no, good. <laughs> no, no negative self-talk on our podcast. Ah, no, I know, but None like, look at that. That is incredible. It's. I don't know if that is true yet. I tend so I do this um, this really bad thing when I paint, where I just start with an eye and then I just spread out, and the proportions always get just astronomically bad as I go. Oh, but as they should. I, that's abstract. Yeah, so it's 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 abstract, as, as Dakota mentions. Um, <laughs> but, like, in the coolest of ways. I've, yeah. Like, most of the, the best paintings I've done uh-huh. have just come from me not really caring and just yeah. kind of scribbling, with no thought behind it or, like, idea in mind. Yes. And just kind of going totally. for it. No, I, I totally understand what you're talking about. I... I have been making art since I was really young, as I, as I mentioned before, but yeah. um, I used to always finish my paintings in one sitting, mm. and recently I've been trying to plan them ahead of time and finish them, like, over a course of time, and they are significantly better, because, like, planning is always going to help you a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I do, there is something I kind of miss of just, like, sitting down with an idea in my head and not getting up until it, it was on the paper. Um, I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That was something that I did a lot of uh, when I when I was younger. I was I developed some for sure insomnia by uh, staying up a little too late doing a few too many paintings. <laughs> for sure, it happens though. It happens to the best of us. It does. You've always got insomnia pretty bad. I've I, I won't say I've cured mine. Um, I my boyfriend does not function if he stays up past like one a.m. Dude, it's something um, about Max. He's got... He, yeah. I love Max. I love you, Max, and I know you're going to hear this. We love this. you. Uh, it's nuts. You, you you strike me as an old man who goes to bed at his <laughs> he bedtime. He is the kindest of old souls. Oh, but for sure. When, when we started dating, 
he was so sweet about it. He was like, he's like, yeah, I just, I want to get back to my dorm by like midnight. And I was like, yeah, sure, man. I'll just drop you off. And I'd stay up a few more hours. We would like text a little bit. Um, and then once we started like seriously dating, he's like, Georgia, I, I need to be honest with you. Like I, I, I go to bed like, like 11. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. no, he's breaking the real yeah. news too. And you I know? was still like in the throes of insomnia. And we eventually like met in the middle and now I, I go to bed at midnight and it has greatly improved my life. Highly recommend a sleep schedule to everyone. Smart. Yeah. They're not easy to do um but it is nice to have a large amount of sleep in your body to function as a human um will definitely help you not feel so bad all the time (laughs) for sure but um, i I need more i've been falling asleep at like 3 a.m for the past couple of days and it's it's because my sleep schedule has been messed up from the past like week and a half yeah but i think i can get back on track pretty soon oh the spring semester of my sophomore year i went to bed at 5 a.m every night Like I remember every that. night I oh, was man. awake all the time and I got up at like nine o'clock in the morning to go to class. It God. was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I was like, I, I was like, why do survive. I feel bad all the time? <laughs> You're just like waking up, chugging your coffee. Just like, hmm. I didn't drink coffee. I didn't drink coffee. Georgia. I only started drinking coffee every day this summer. And um, if there's not somebody here to make me a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll just suffer. I don't, don't want to do it. Know how it, you t- do it, it takes work to make coffee in the morning. <laughs> Genuinely, that doesn't even make sense to me. I, oh I don't God. think everybody needs eight hours of sleep. I think I need like four, four to six. Because really? um, my so my dad go gets up at four o'clock in the morning every morning, and so in high school we would do like a little like like crossing paths where I would like turn out my light when I heard my dad's alarm go off so that he wouldn't see my light as he walked past my room in the morning. Um, I don't think he would have noticed anyway, but. Um, <laughs> His, his alarm is like El Devo, time to say goodbye. Um, it, it goes up and it's like, time to Dude, say goodbye. That man's is really sad about having to wake up. It's, He's just like saying goodbye to that, sleep. Like, that no. CD has been in that alarm clock for like 20 years at wow. least. It is, the alarm has never changed. He must hate that song so much. He doesn't even let it play anymore. It, the, the, the CD goes zzzz. And then he's like, oh, wait. And he's like, oh, I'm on it. Let's go. He's oh, like the ultimate whoa. morning person. And I can't imagine because I would like I can Mm-mm. be up at 4 a.m. Yeah. But not from the front end of it. It won't be a happy. Oh, 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 God. If not for the. Oh, my God. Just staying up. See me. I, I can't. Up at 4 I can. If I have to do something, no matter how little sleep I get, I can get up. Doesn't yep. mean I'll be happy about it. In fact, I might be quite upset. <laughs> I'll just, but like, I'll just force myself out of bed. I'm like, fuck, I gotta be in class. And like, I gotta do it. Fifteen gotta... minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when I lived uh. on the dorm, when I lived in the dorms, I would push it to the last minute. Oh yeah. Uh, Dakota and I had like a nine ten class that was like our freshman seminar, and I was mm-hmm. up at nine oh five. And I got there. I never. I was never late once. Same. It was across campus. I just sprinted. I just went. I got up. I got out of my bed. I ran down the stairs. I ran all the way across campus, and I sat down on the second row. And Jamie McGann would be like, "Hi guys, we're gonna foundation stage screen." I'd be like, eh. "Jamie McGann, whoa!" <laughs> oh what my a man. god. I, every day, I gave myself ten minutes because yeah. I li- I lived in Walker, which was just across campus yeah. from that class. Oh, and rip it. No longer exists, right? I- God. They demolished oh, it. Oh, I, I remember watching them demolish my room. And uh, that... Ki- the college experience. Lie. I was kind of, Yeah, right? It's really depressing. God, they I... They demolished my room. I, <laughs> where am I going to My stuff sleep? was still in there. I don't know why they did that. They didn't warn me. Man, I really... I do miss the dorm a little bit. Like, 
I don't get me wrong. I fucking love having an apartment. I love feeling like an adult and be having my own space. But man, the dorms were just kind of like a constant party. And like I did not have that experience because I lived in the honors dorm where everyone was stressed and introverted. Yeah, I lived in uh the regular dorms, I guess you would call it. Jeez, Georgia. I don't mean like. Sorry, like, I wasn't in the smart kid dorm. Honors dorms live like like uh, students really in the honors college me. live everywhere. Yeah. Um, I was in the honors dorm specifically so I could have a private room because I was stressed and introverted. Fair, fair. I um now I I roomed with Cole. Uh, I love Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was always a party because all of our doors on our hall would be open. Like the guys had one side of the yeah, hall. Yeah, it was like the they other. had just like a like a communal room. Because I would go over there and it would give it would like make me feel afraid of humans. Because <laughs> everyone was just hanging out with everyone. And I gotta be honest, I don't think that was normal for even the rest of our dorm. It wasn't. People people who lived in other places in Walker would be like, God, third floor Walker is crazy. No, no, no. Third floor blasphemy. Fourth floor. Fourth, fourth floor, floor Walker, Walker is crazy. And we were we got a call one night. It was a complaint from Scott, which is the other freshman dorm that was like right across from us. Uh-huh. And they called us and they were like, Hey, uh, Fourth floor Walker is being a bitch right now. Could you tell him to go to sleep? Could you guys be quiet or we're in a different building and like, you're too loud? <laughs> it was like 4 a.m. We were all up in the common room playing Spicy Uno. Man. Oh, man. Freshman I, year, baby. Th- there's something about freshman year of college that just, it doesn't compare to any other experience, I think, of life. I'm pretty sure every freshman right now is is like having an element of it, but yeah. just like having your parents just turn you loose and they're like, have fun you're like oh Oh. yeah and then it's just chaos the whole time you're like hey mom dad what do i do i don't know (laughs) they just give you a chris high five and say good luck my dad gave me like a six pack of beers a chris high five and said have fun buddy yeah My, my parents gave me like exemplary advice they were very kind um they did not give me a six pack of beer and wow, you, I still was not prepared. What a loser. Your parents didn't give you alcohol? <laughs> no, uh. they did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Trouble. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, um. but really, college, it, it is, there's just something that everyone's like, like, oh, the best four years of your life. And I don't really support that I idea. Because, like, I want to go into, like, every year is going to be the best year yeah. of my life. Even when they suck. Even when it's 2020 and everyone's got Rona, it's okay. I'm not going to even lie. It's been a good year for me finding me, myself my, me personally yes i've had a good time i've had a good time um that doesn't in any way demean like no. not demean uh, that doesn't in any way downplay the tragedy of this time the amount of people who are dealing with much worse than what we're dealing yeah, with yeah i mean we've um, been very lucky and like we've been very very fortunate and be, be safe wear your mask yes please wear don't your do anything stupid don't be don't be a rat licker all right do you remember <laughs> that georgia i do i do remember uh, that. i i can't believe i haven't brought it up on this podcast before so hey everyone i do support this uh if someone's not wearing a mask call them a rat licker uh it'd be like licking like a rat licking in the, the plague, plague rat. like yeah. they're licking the plague they're just rat. like oh no what are you talking about these things they're just friendly little rats they don't give you the plague look lick yeah. and <laughs> then boom you got the plague you're dead like don't be dumb. Yeah. Don't be a rat licker. Wear Take a Take care of your fellow man and be safe out there. In, in the wild. Um, in the wild. Hey, because it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's not easy. I put a forehead on my painting and I hate it now. I don't know, like, I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. There's, it's like pink and blue. Is that the forehead or is that the hair? Yeah, it's the forehead. Okay. Because there'd be hair above this. It's not going to have hair, though. I've been painting a lot of bald people as of late. Hey, I don't man. know why, because I'm good at painting hair. <laughs> I but like, no. <laughs> I do like the forehead, though. It's I do this a lot when I'm painting, where I'll do something and I'll just be like, Bleh. 
And then later I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's how that's how painting just is for me. I'll be like, oh, this is gross. And then I'll try to make it cooler. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Not that bad. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I like it. Mm. That's nice. What are our other questions about art? What, do we, what else do we know and wonder about the world of the universe? How do you think art's going to evolve in the future? Oh, man. I hope that art becomes more community-based. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in community theater, and it rocked. It was so yeah, amazing. Same. I think that when you think of theater, Broadway should not be the first thing that pops in your head. You should think of those community theaters that yeah. give a home to weird kids like me. Oh, um, same, same. They give a home to weird kids like us, but they also, like, literally, they're a community community yes. theater, and they bring the community together. In and a that's, way that, that's where I see it going. Yes, um, yeah. A literal community center with a community theater. Yeah. So where you have the space where you can learn about art, you can also get resources for getting a job, there's rooms where people can live, there's community meals, there's, a, like, a, a food pantry, and oh, also theater that is funding all of that that the art itself is funding all of that that's um, so good where you have a dance studio where any kid can come and dance for free like removing the privilege from art is something that i want to see yes because that's the thing every everyone can do art everyone is capable of art and yet not everyone has the opportunity to do it yes which sucks but I, i i totally agree and i think the way that the internet's evolving the way that yeah uh like us, we as a species are evolving. I think that that is totally the place we're moving. I like, hope so. Because I, 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 I really want... I want art to stop being the thing you get to do when you have extra money. Yes. And start being something that you can do for free because you don't have any money and it brings you joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Money, money is a... Con- like, you know my feelings on this. Um, yeah. The way that we're so divided, especially in this country, with, with money. If you don't have money, you don't have time to sit there and do anything enjoyable. Yeah. You have to sit there and try to work and try to gain that money. And it's like, when did this become our goal? When yeah. did seeking financial security become the end-all, be-all of life? Yeah. I know people that have spent their entire lives just trying to get as much money as possible. Yeah. And it's like, but what about in between that? Oh, sure, they took week-long vacations mm-hmm. during the year. But what else? What else did yeah. you do? Did you just spend your life working or did you try to enjoy it try to make something beautiful because the difficulties like we hear stuff like you make something beautiful take the time but like some people can't yeah and i want them to be able to i i want to whatever success i have in my life we've talked about you know success bringing joy i hope that i have enough success that i get enough money or financial you know uh, what other words I'm looking for? Security. Thing. Yeah, financial security that I can give it back and help people create yes. um, and create for free. Like one thing that, that really bugged me when I got into to dancing professionally is how demonized somebody is revving yeah. their engine up the hill. I'm so sorry. But, but how, about how demonized um, lack of experience is. If you, you go into a dance call and somebody's like, how many, how many years have you been dancing? How many classes do you take a week? And somebody will be like, oh, I take... One class a week, I'd be dancing for two years. And they're like, you're not working hard enough. Right. But the reality is, is it cost me about $90 a week yeah. to dance in high school. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. And then on top of that, you have to pay $100 for your costume. If you want to do competition, that's like probably like $300 a week. Yeah. And dance oh itself God, is... so expensive. Yeah. D- dance itself is it's expensive to learn. I don't think it should be. I think if there is, is any kid that wants to create dance, if there's any kid anywhere of any ability that's like... 
I want to dance more than anything in the world. I want to create a space for them where they can go. And I can, because that place is free. And I can go do it there. That's beautiful. That's what, that's what, uh, what matters to me when I think about, because not everybody can. I mean, I, I know so many people who are like, wow, I would love to go take class right now, but yeah. I got to go to work because I only make seven twenty-five an hour and I need to pay my rent. I was really lucky as a kid. I did have a, like, I had a community theater. Yeah. And it was somewhere that you could go audition for free and you could be in the shows and stuff. But something I, I hope can happen is that we see not only more of that, mm-hmm. but, like, other forms of art integrated into that. Yes, exactly. And it's, like, where everything can just kind of combine so you don't just get one or the other. I mean, I was a theater kid growing up. I did theater. I didn't paint. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything else. I sang and I danced and I was happy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I do wish I had more of that experience where I was just, like, trying other art forms. And I, I think that having a place like that where you can just do it all, yeah, that would be incredible. Because that was the biggest benefit of homeschooling for me was that I could do all of the art forms, yeah, um, just at any time. But I, w- I would love, I would love a space that's so community, so community focused that you just walk in, and you know, I can do what brings me joy here. Mm. Um, and if you could wrap that into like community-centered service work, I would, I would love that. That's, that's, what, that's where I want to see art going. Yeah. I don't know if that's where art is going. I, I think art is becoming more accessible. I think right now with theater specifically, people are like, oh my God, I can put this on the internet. That's amazing. Right. But I want to take it a step further and I want, to, I want, I want anyone who has a yearning to create and, and sees that as something that's necessary for their life like we do. I don't ever want the thing that stands in their way to be a dollar sign. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I see it becoming more accessible, like you said, with the internet and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we can do more. We can put more online. We can get our art out there. And so I, I do see that as such a positive. But I don't want to lose that community aspect of it. Yeah. And, again, granted, there's communities online. I, I hope that one day there will be a community around this podcast, even. Mm-hmm. But there is something different about, literally, the people that live around you gathering together. Walking in, walking art. into a room and then feeling that energy was, like, a formative feeling of my childhood same absolutely like feeling the excitement of Mm -hmm. an audience whether I was in the audience or in a show granted I can remember being in high school and going to see some shows that my friends were in and realizing holy shit this is the first show I've ever sat in the audience for yeah because I I had done every show I could Uh be a part of as a kid like I used to do five or six shows a year yeah we were crazy (laughs) fucking in that shit and now, being in college, I've done the least amount of shows I have. Like, I've still up. done a good amount of, like, of, oh, well, of shows. And that's not to say I haven't um, done a good amount of shows. Yeah, but they, do, they don't feel the same. It's, always like, it's, a, it's almost like, I don't know, it, it feels like we're fighting against something sometimes. And when you're a kid and you walk into a theater, you're, you're there for the people. Yeah. You're not there because you're good. You're not there because oh. they like want to see you perform or because you got the lead role. Like you're there because you want to be with people. Right. I begged my mom to let me audition for shows because my friends were going to audition. That's why we wanted to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it became super quickly for me. I remember uh, my mom asked me if I wanted to audition for Honk Jr. when I was like 11, and I said no because I was scared. But then that fall, I auditioned for Aladdin Jr. Of course, with the school that I did a bunch of shows with, and. Man, oh man, I made some of the best friends mm-hmm. of my entire life there. I don't know. I, I want to keep that up. I, have I told you about, there's a lot I want to do in my life. There's so yes. much I want to do in my life. This has become one of the biggest things I want to do. But also, the thing that I want to, later in life, when mm-hmm. I'm able to, I 
was at a theater conservatory from like 16 through 18 and it's really what prepped me for college yeah like that's the only reason I got into this program at all so I want to do that for other people except I, I want to make it more of what we're talking about yeah. I want to have art classes I want to have a creative environment oh music just like yes, where the students everywhere. can create just because not mm -hmm. not because there's a class for it but like there's instruments and if they want to go in there and try to learn or like make something yeah go for it that's I, I totally agree and you have told me about that, like yeah. your, your dream for that. And yeah. I, I can see it so clearly. I, I think that sometimes people are, are afraid to fight for things that are for other people because we're so often encouraged to just fight for the things that are for us. Yeah. But I, I want to I see more artists really wanting to make things that include more people. Yeah. And there are so many amazing artists that, that do that. Like, I don't want to diminish Absol that at Oh, all. absolutely. Yeah. There's something of different about creating art with other people. Yes, it then, feels so yeah. real. Yes, absolutely. And not to say that you can't create art by yourself because you totally can. I mean, so many amazing artists are solo artists and I think that's mm. incredible. And I'd love to do solo art as well. But there's just a different feeling you get when you are able to communicate with other people, build art together, when you can put not just your own self into it, but all of you can, you know, together. Yes. You I become like that, one person almost yeah it's it's beautiful magical almost um, yeah yeah I don't know I I want to see that happen a lot more in our world mm -hmm. and I think it would just help it so much if we could focus not just on our differences but how we can use those differences to create something even better I totally agree I think too many people are scared of those differences you know they mm -hmm. see someone who's not like them and mm -hmm. they get afraid. I mean, that's a natural response because mm -hmm. things we don't understand are things we fear. But that's another thing that makes art so beautiful is instead of fear, we create together and it can be something beautiful. Yeah. Wow. That, that's coming along. I, I think it's done. Yeah? I don't want to do the other half of his face. <laughs> I like it. I no, like it. I like just the half. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of it. It looks good. That's fucking beautiful. I we'll be it. sharing our artwork on the Instagram page. If yeah. you have created artwork in the course of this podcast... Please, please do share, please with, share us. it with us. I, I definitely want to hear from you guys because I yeah. know we have people that are constantly listening. Mm -hmm. um, many of which are of our, many of which are our friends that we love so dearly, and yeah. many and of which we haven't got to meet yet or talk to, and we love you guys too. Yeah, believe me, there's so many people. Like I've had people reach out and be like, "Hey, I want to be on your show. Hey, put me on." I'm like, "Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're it's really looking forward to it. like the next month. I think we're we, we've uh, in our past few episodes have had." our close friends who are available to us with, with COVID and quarantine. But in our next few months, we're going to start talking to some of our family members and um, yeah. people with, with vastly different viewpoints from ourselves, not oh. people who are, are just built in kind of our same environment right now, which right. I'm really looking forward to. I, I am looking forward to that. I, I want to encourage anyone who listens to this to go into that also with an open mind. Yeah. Because that's how I'm going into it. I know I, I definitely have very strong moral opinions about things. Yes, and but moral opinions are, are, for us, not the same as... We're not going to compromise our moral opinions or our values. Right. But I do want to hear from people who I don't agree with sometimes. Yeah, because that is what will still bring us together. Yeah. When you can find common ground, even if it's with people that have vastly different opinions and are even on the other side of an argument... Mm -hmm. If you can find that like mutual ground, you'll realize that there are so many more similarities than differences. Yeah. And I don't know. I think especially in 2020, that's something we need. Mm -hmm. 
and something we really believe in that that seeing things that can bring us together that aren't just like these terrible things like like we see we see throughout our lives as you know 20 somethings um we've long, we've experienced a lot lives. of like group trauma though like, yeah. like like our generation oh my god um, for sure. and we've seen a lot of like this trauma brought the country together brought the world together and i have a passion for seeing things bring the world together that aren't that aren't so sad that right. aren't so harmful why why does it only have to be horrible events that bring us all mm-hmm. together uh, why can't it just be us wanting to hang out yeah people <laughs> um <laughs> no, opening the doors to our coffee shop and not oh, uh, oh that's so good yeah that, that, letting that, anybody come in that gives me chills i'm not yeah. gonna lie <laughs> like, that <give> me chills. <laughs> opening the doors to our coffee shop oh wow yeah and I, I hope we do more episodes like this as well. Same. Hopefully not outside beside my loud air conditioning unit. <laughs> um, but I would like to thank every single one of my neighbors for being exemplary quiet, yeah, except for... Good job, guys. Yeah, you, good you job, did guys. It. Well done. They were all, all the screaming, like, right before we started recording. So <laughs> I, I consider it a huge blessing. Yeah, big um, win. But, but I want to do more casual episodes like this. Um, Same. I enjoy it. Yeah. And I think... I don't know, because I do like the idea that we are an interview podcast where it's like... We want to get as many perspectives and viewpoints from everyone as possible. Mm-hmm. But also, I enjoy these conversations. Yeah. And I think they're still just as important. Yeah. The, the answers to our big questions about the universe are never going to be finalized. Our opinions are always changing. They're always growing. Yeah. Uh, we are always changing and we're always growing. And so checking in and just talking about something new is always really important to us. Though it would be cool if we could find some, like specific answer to the universe's big questions. I, yeah. <laughs> I know it's not possible, at least not yet, but I don't know. Yeah. I like to think that by finding that middle ground, by finding that thing we all can agree yeah. on, we can kind of get closer to it. And honestly, so far, I think we, we're getting there. Like, Yeah. I, I've, I love hearing everybody's truth and, and seeing like, this is what it means to you. And I, I hope you guys will continue to share with us. And thank you so much for listening to us, listening to us jabber on yeah. uh, for these nights. But yeah, thank you for sitting down and painting with us or yeah. writing or with us and playing video games while you listen to us ramble. Oh, yes. But we hope you have a wonderful night and we'll yeah. see you next Monday. Have a great night, guys. And uh, until next time, uh, drink some coffee, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>